Welcome to Foster Career Experience, a podcast featuring interviews with people who've had experience with the foster care system about their lives, their career journeys, and their stories of navigating the workplace. We all bring unique histories with us in our jobs, and by understanding each other's experiences, we can make the workplace better for everyone. Today's episode features Rachel, a millennial who works in social services. Before Rachel's husband proposed to her, he asked someone very special for their blessing, Rachel's caseworker. Yeah, my husband actually asked her um, permission to marry me um, because she was such like I didn't have like a father figure or anything. And I don't I don't have a relationship with my mom very much. And so um, she was like the most important person in my life. And so he actually asked her. Rachel had the same caseworker for most of her time in care. They developed a good relationship, and Rachel could feel safe knowing that no matter how many times she thought she might mess up, her caseworker would still be there for her and tell her what she needed to hear. After blessing their engagement, Rachel's former caseworker was also a bridesmaid in her wedding, and their families still keep in touch. Her former caseworker moved to another state, but their kids send each other handwritten letters and exchange presents on holidays. She was that person who was with me in those hard moments. It really showed me that going into this field, how impactful that kind of a relationship is. And that, you know, if I could just change one kid's life the way she changed mine, like every trauma I went through and all the hard times I went through is worth it. Rachel works for a foster care agency where she started as a caseworker and is now a branch manager. In her new role, Rachel informs the local community, businesses, local leaders, and government officials about foster care. She's also responsible for the more than 20 employees who work in the branch office. Rachel does miss some parts of being a caseworker, like doing home visits and spending one-on-one time with foster families. But she loves aspects of her new job as well. And so I get to go out into the community and raise awareness about who we are and what we do. Um, and I've actually found a lot of a lot of joy in that because what we do is so special and so important in helping people understand not just what we do at the foster care agency here at the sanctuary, but what foster care really is and that it's not this the stigma that people tend to think it is. Rachel found that people are often surprised to learn that foster parents receive at least 40 hours of training before they become eligible to foster a child. However, foster families often receive less support than they expect after a child is placed in their home. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when you become a foster parent, some agencies don't offer the support that our agency does. And so when we when we talk about, you know, here's what we do, we offer 24-hour crisis in-home support in-home family therapy, we do therapy for biological children in the home, and they think that that's a norm when it's really um, not a norm. Rachel is really proud of the work that her agency does and its values. So we are a faith-based organization, um, and which tends to scare some people when they hear that because they think when you're a faith-based organization that that tends to um, exclude a lot of people from from joining in, from volunteering, or the type of parents we place or kids we place, but we're 
Um, we're non-discriminatory and that is really important to me um, because it shouldn't matter where you come from or what you look like or what you do. Um, if you have a heart for helping children heal and in align with the goal of providing healing and a safe place for a child, then you align with our mission. I couldn't do it if that's not what we stood for. I couldn't be just a, a rotating door and having staff that retains here. We have a really high staff rate um, because because we hire people who believe in our, our mission and our values. And because of that, um, we have really great relationships with our kids and families. As the branch manager, Rachel leads a team of 28 people. Leadership is weird because I don't look at myself as a leader. Because when you find people who are just as compassionate and just as passionate about what we do, it makes it really easy to just lead because they kind of lead and then I just follow along and make sure that if there's crumbs to be picked up, I'll pick them up. But they do it so effortlessly that um, it's not a hard job uh, because they they do such a great job. And so, um, you know, I'm more of a hands-on, just really making sure everyone has what they need because they can't do what we're asking them to do if they're not taken care of. And I think when you're a leader, um, you have to be willing to take care of your staff. You know, they're the wheels that keep this going. And so if we don't, if we don't support them, they get burnt out. And then what do you have? And you don't have anything. And so um, I think just being a great leader means that you care and that you care not on a surface level, but on a really deep level. Rachel cares deeply about her staff. When her coworker's car broke down, Rachel called her husband to help. He drove out immediately, picked up Rachel's coworker, and even helped them get their car towed. And Rachel's coworkers support her too. And my kids see, you know, my coworkers as like their family. You know, if my husband's not able to do something, there's 20 other people here are like, I'll go pick up your kids for you. Don't even worry about it. And just pick them up for me after dinner. I'll feed them. And it's, to me, that's, you don't get that just anywhere. I may not have like a really close relationship with my biological family, but I have 28 people here that I love and love me. And to me, that's, I wouldn't change that. One reason Rachel thinks her team is so close is because they share the same values and care about their work. And it's so special to know that anybody could ask any of our staff members about who we are and what we do and why what we do is so special. And they all share that that excitement and love for it. And and that's what makes being a leader here so special for me is that I know that we are represented by the best of the best. And you can't teach that. So what would Rachel change about her job? I want people to know that the the stigma that is out there on foster kids um, is so skewed and so misrepresented and that, you know, just from just from a standpoint of what you see on the news when you hear about foster care, it's never it's never like, look, you know, what these amazing agencies are doing. And I'm not talking about just us because any agency that's helping kids is making a difference. And so I want, I would want people to know that 
these stigmas and that these, oh my gosh, look at what happened to this child in foster care. That's not the norm. And that there really are great foster families out there and great CPS workers out there and great case managers and agencies, but also great biological parents out there that, you know, they made one mistake and something that someone said to me was we're all one big mistake away from something bad happening um, and having that grace for people because people make mistakes and sometimes those mistakes affect people but it doesn't make you a bad person i love what we do i want to change it for a billion dollars a year i don't think i would walk away from this because it's so impactful and to be able to impact lives in a positive way every day like not a lot of people get to say that about their jobs um these kids need to know that no matter where they go that they are always going to have a home here at the sanctuary and they have people who love and care about them and that when they're you know 25 and succeeding and living their life and going to college that we are just rooting for them and they need that and they need people in their corner and so for me um you know seeing our kids come in and when they see me and they're like miss rachel i've missed you you're my best friend it's like i did something you know i made an impact on that child's life and and to me that is worth you know every late night crisis call or every you know, late day because something crazy happened. You got to work a little late. To me, those moments are priceless. Thanks for listening to this episode. This podcast was created and hosted by me, Sam Heimbach. It was produced by Zachary Webb. Podcast art and website design are by Hannah Finvez of HMF Design. Music is from Soundstripe. This podcast was funded in part by the Baton Savoie Scholarship offered through the Human Dimensions of Organizations Master's Program at the University of Texas at Austin. You can learn more about this episode and others at fostercareerexperience.com. Thank you.